It's your pal Siri. You have found the Ambiguously Blind Podcast, where we are challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. With your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, hey, hey. Greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. This is a very special edition of the podcast this time. We have a few guests, all of which have been here before, or all of whom have been here before, I think I should probably say. The first one I'm going to introduce is the executive producer of this podcast, Aaron. Hi. Glad to be here. You know them. You love them. This time, they are much further away, but through the miracle of the internet and uh, computing technology, we have Chris and Heidi joining us. Hey, Chris. Hey, Heidi. John, Aaron, good to see you. Hear you. Hello. Howdy. Yeah. We did this about a year ago, an episode called Join Me for a Cider. Does everybody remember that? Of course. How could I forget? Lots of fun. <laughs> it was. And uh, at the end of that, we started talking about nog, eggnog specifically. And we kind of decided to do a challenge where, where Aaron and I were going to make eggnog by, I think it was February. We were going to do that. And we didn't quite make it. But uh, we finally did get it done over the last couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm pleased to report that we all have eggnog in front of us. And I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will join us for an eggnog. Absolutely. I'm Got excited right here to taste it. Yep. So a little bit about the process. Actually, Chris is the, the pioneer of, of this whole thing. Chris, kind of walk us through. Now, our eggnog was made uh, two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago. So we've, um, what do you call that, aged it, right? Yeah, well, this this really stems from uh, a recipe coming from Alton Brown. And I, I've always been, or for quite a while, been a big fan of one of his shows called Good Eats. And so he's got a lot of really good recipes out there. And uh, one of his recipes is for this, what he calls aged eggnog. And uh, on his site, you can kind of look up the recipe also. And uh, it it's aged in that uh, it actually gets kind of better as time goes on. And so uh, I know usually once you make it, it's, it's a little, little boozy day one. So it's a little strong, but you know, you, you get past a week or two and it's actually really, really good. Yeah. And it's boozy as opposed to bougie. We had a little trouble last time. I like bougie better. Well, as far as cocktails go, this is a bit of a bougie cocktail as well. So it's both you're saying maybe bougie and boozy. I'd agree with that. Okay. So how old? as your eggnog that you have with you. So we made this uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So that's it's now it's about the same time on. we did ours. Yeah. Have yeah. you had any of it yet? I have. I, I, I couldn't wait. We had it. We had it at, at Thanksgiving because I, I wanted to make it in time to have it actually taste pretty decent, you know, when we had company over. And then um, I just had a glass today or I have one in front of me that I've been tasting. Yes. Now the dear listeners can't see this, but we all have our glasses of eggnog. I really wanted to get the moose. Marty Moose mugs. It would have been great. Oh, I have a full set. I, I bet you do. Amazon? Uh, in-laws, actually. Nice. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> so they, they know how crazy you are. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, um, I think you haven't had it yet, Aaron. I have not. All right. I'm so let's very do the official, excited to taste it. Let's do the official tasting, if we can. Go ahead, Aaron a lot of pressure 
you're going to feel a little bit of pressure, but just try to relax. <laughs> that is very good. Now you tasted it a week ago and it's initially. better. So this is like the third. Now this is going to be your first glass of it. I can see how letting it age. Has it mellowed? Yes. Not quite as uh, booze forward. Correct. I mean, you can still definitely taste it, but it has mellowed out. So I can see how letting it just age for a long time would be. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna take my taste test now. That's really good. I tend to agree with Clark, and I got to tell you, Chris, <laughs> the way that he um, says that, I think for any kind of critic would be, I think that's what you want, some some real emphasis in the fact that it's good, and um, I think he really delivers on that. Well, I mean, how, how can you argue with Clark W. Griswold? That, I mean, it's, he's, he's classic. Yeah. He, mu- he and Alton must have been friends back I think, in the day. <laughs> clearly. It's really good. I do. I think it's good too, and we've. This is the first time we've ever made eggnog, and for sure, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've ever had spiked eggnog. Or just, I guess one would say. I don't ever remember. I remember buying it at the store and you know getting it, and I remember liking it. But um, first time I think I've ever really had alcohol in it, or at least at any any level. But this is this is good, and as what we do have the. The recipe in the show notes here so it's fully down there so just scroll down look down you can find it and as you said chris you can make it and pretty much drink it immediately but as alton says and, and as you say and i think we've discovered here as it ages it it gets better how long have you aged yours chris what's the longest you've gone so i, I mine usually uh, I, I try and make it around thanksgiving usually just before thanksgiving and then have it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then it doesn't usually last past much past Christmas. So I haven't really myself experienced or experimented with it too long. But I did come across a YouTube video of a guy who used this exact recipe, did day, a day one tasting, a one month tasting, and then a one year tasting. A year? A year. That takes some time. And he's still alive? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and not surprising. So that, that's actually one of the things that Alton Brown talks about on his, or he writes about, uh, on this recipe is that, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't even age it a year. And so that's what prompted this guy to, to just do this experiment in the theory, I guess, is that the alcohol kills the booze and preserves it. I saw a video too, uh, kind of along the same lines, a guy named, uh, Adam Ragusia. He's a YouTube guy. And I watched a lot of things that he, he cooks a lot of things. And he did a video with, uh, did you see that video, Chris? I did. It was yeah. some school. Was it like in Johns Hopkins or something? That that's not right? I don't know. Some college where there was some chemistry folk who uh, have a Christmas party each year and they made eggnog. Now they make it, it's a different recipe. And um, it's I'm sure it's also quite good the way they did it. But made me feel a lot more comfortable about the, because it, it's weird drinking raw eggs. I mean, this has got a bunch of raw, there's raw there's egg yolks. Yeah. It's 12, a dozen of them. Yeah. Yes. 12 egg yolks in this thing. And in the video he did, when he was talking to the uh, chemistry people, they, I think they, did he use Everclear? I think just to 
found home there example but like the you could actually see the eggs cooking um, with the everclear and um, as further evidence the chemistry people put salmonella in their eggnog and tested it over a period of time like maybe a day or i would not or be tasting that and they could see that the salmonella by the last time they tested it which was maybe a, i don't know a few days or weeks later was all gone so oh, it's it's the, fascinating it's the booze that does it and so far, Chris, nobody that you've given, because you give these as gifts too, right? Yeah, we give these as gifts. They're at least usually two, three weeks old before we give them to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that video said, I guess, what was it? Past a uh, couple of days or so, you're actually, you're like at 90, 95% your germ, whatever germs are in there, at least according to their, you know, non, you know, peer reviewed study. Yes, yes, but, right. <laughs> but at least that kind of, uh, I feel a little more confident in giving that out as gifts now. And as far as you know, nobody has gotten seriously ill or died from a eggnog that you gave them. Knocking on wood. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Now, um, listen, if you gave popular. the eggnog for the first time, you gave it to people like you really didn't like, correct? You didn't your, give your it to like your best. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody I worked with, yeah. <laughs> in case they uh, and, killed our... <laughs> 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 okay, Especially the person no. next in line in front of you for, for their job. No, it, it, it was literally everybody I worked with, everybody we were friends with, family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the core. Take everybody people. out. <laughs> and you jazz it up too. You put them in jars and make labels and stuff. Won't you guys do that? Well, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll bottle it up on these little, you know, little bottles. And then Heidi usually uh, will oh, decorate yeah. them. I'll tie a ribbon, make some little jingle bells on there. All festive. Nice. Yeah. So if you want to make eggnog, the time is now to start. If you want it in time for Christmas, we got about a little less than three weeks before Christmas here. So plenty of time to start it now. Uh, at least if now is December, uh, what is today? Sixth. So you still got time. You can make it, but it doesn't even have to wait that long. Right? No, you, when you can drink it right, right after you make it. The other thing is like that, the guy in that video that I saw, um, that waited a year. Actually, according to him, it, it actually tasted surprisingly really good. Hmm. Did he, and he kept it in a refrigerator or just like on the counter? The counter. Pantry? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he had like a beer fridge or something and he kept it in the back of the beer fridge. You think he could hang on for a year for scientific purposes? Me? Yeah. No, I don't have that kind of fridge space. Yeah, it's a luxury, I guess, huh? No, I, we did taste it right after we made it. I, just like, just like a, a spoonful. Yeah, we yeah. just put a spoon in. And we could taste, it was grainy. We could taste the sugar. Oh, it didn't dissolve all the way in the Not egg Not all. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it what I got, very I little could, bit. very and little bit, but I could still have a little crunch. We thought we had it mixed, <laughs> and I, we mixed it a little more after, after that. Now, we've actually made it twice now, and I, just a few days ago, made batch number two. So how did you beat the sugar into the egg yolks? With a hand mixer. A mixer? Yes. So I've found a whisk usually does pretty good on that too. It, it really, you get, it takes a little bit, but. My arms aren't that strong. incorporates it pretty good. But batch two is almost identical. I say almost because we, I mean, we really literally used, you know, different, we didn't pour the milk from the same bottle and everything else was the same though. Uh, so I'm interested. I'm going to see if we can wait until Christmas to drink 
batch number two, which will give it almost four weeks to to be um, aged. So we'll see. Plus, I think people, I'm going to share it. We've got some birthday parties coming up, some Christmas parties. And have some, my in-laws are going to be here. You know, never a better time to, you know, talking about trying it on people, you know. Have you ever had people be skeptical, Chris, uh, when you give it to them? You're like, mm. all the time. Absolutely. I, um, I would be. Yeah. I, I would be skeptical. Those are usually the people who ask for seconds, though. <laughs> <laughs> After they try it? Yeah. Hey, can I get some more of that? <laughs> uh, okay, just a little bit more. So I, I think, I don't know if your parents will indulge or not. I'm messaging. <laughs> oh, we're going to get a real-time answer, actually. Let's, so we'll check bit. We'll put a pin in that one. But we're going to have some people here in town and some family, and I think it would be interesting for people to try it. I don't know if they'll give us our, their real honest opinions, but really, I, I do think it's really good. Now, I'm not a big dairy guy. Dairy and I don't get along very well. So uh, I'm going to drink it uh, sparingly. Here's a, something for you to try then if you're interested. We, we had a family down the street come over for Thanksgiving. And, and the wife uh, is Puerto Rican. And from Puerto Rico, there's this drink called Coquito, which is kind of a, a, a very similar, sort of similar to eggnog that they make and that they brought over. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but that's not as much dairy. I don't think, I think it's, what is it? Coconut milk. It's coconut milk. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure well, other than rum and cinnamon. I'm not sure what else is Does in it. Does it have that, raw but, eggs in it? I don't think so. That's the thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. That, so that might be. Uh, What's it called? Coquito. C-O-Q-U-I-T-O. I've okay. heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's delicious. I, I thought it was phenomenal. Huh. Okay. Okay, so coconut milk, uh, rum, condensed milk. So there is some dairy in there. And then vanilla. And it may be made with or without egg yolk, according to Wikipedia. Do you know if you had egg in yours? Uh, we did not. It was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, in fact, I might have a, another cup here after I'm done with this Let's egg. Eat the recipe? Mm-hmm. I know, but I'm going to have to ask for it. I, I love it. So good. Be like better that or eggnog. Wow, that is so tough. I love eggnog. I've always been an eggnog lover, um, but this was it was different. Different, it was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was um, very very easy to drink, and it I love coconut, so it's just like a nice spin on something I always yeah. I already love. I'd like to try it. Mm-hmm. Now, Heidi, when was the first time you had homemade eggnog? Oh, with Chris. Okay. Yeah, I've never had uh, otherwise. Relatively, you know, just, yeah, relatively recently in life than last well, several last years. decade. Years, yeah. <laughs> but, well, you're only like 22. So I guess just the first Aww. second half of your life. That's, that's true. <laughs> you're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, when is the first time you remember having homemade eggnog? Uh, I think the first time I made it was the last time we were in Germany. Uh, I think uh, you you mentioned at the beginning of the, this, this episode that, that we are quite a few more miles away than we were before. This time last year, we were coming at you from uh, Virginia, and now we're, we are in northern Bavaria in Germany. And so, uh, but this is our second time living over here. And uh, I think the first time was around 2014 when I came across this recipe and, and decided to try making it for the first time. It's really simple to make. It is so simple. The, the, the hardest part is just getting all the ingredients. And for me, the most exotic ingredient was cognac. I have never had cognac before. Well, what, what do you think? 
Well, in the eggnog, I don't know that I can really taste it. Um, it's just kind of a flurry of booze, if you will. Uh, it has cognac, equal parts cognac, rum, and bourbon. Okay, so rum and bourbon I'm familiar with, but not cognac at all. But as I was thinking about it a little bit more, I actually have a little bit of history um, with cognac drinks, at least in my family, like going, going way back. There was a drink called the Stinger, and I've asked you about this before, Chris. You, you were not familiar with the Stinger, right? I'd never heard of that until you, you told me about it. Yeah, it was, uh, and it's not something I knew a lot about, but it was something that my grandfather and his brother were known to kind of uh, like to have a good time from time to time. Uh, back in the the town that we were from in Ohio, and um, one of their friends named Wilbur would uh, be just just be out having a good time, you know, as, as people do, right? And this is back in the '60s, '50s, and '60s, and they were known for drinking the uh, that their drink was the Cavassier Stinger, and I'm not sure if I'm saying Cavassier right either. Um, Chris, do you have another spin on on the word for that? I mean, other than the pronunciation from the ladies' man, that, that, which is a uh, you're, you're, you're borderline on that. I'm one. basing mine on that, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> which made me I, I, think I, that, that that wasn't correct because <laughs> I went yesterday to buy some and I didn't want to walk up to somebody and be like, Where is the cabossier? And they look at me like, I So don't I would know just put I'm a little about. bit harder of an R in the middle of that, but that would be something similar to that yeah. Corvassier, Corvassier, yeah. Corvassier, yeah something like that it's more, more like of a core well <laughs> when i went up to the person yesterday in the store i was like i need this and i shook because john texted it to me so i just said i need this he's like oh Corvassier. it's right and over he here said it the same way right he yeah. said it the same way now he works at the store so i'm assuming and he was very knowledgeable because there were there was a bottle there for forty five hundred dollars that was very interesting. Yes, that was not Corvassier. That was something a little more highbrow than that. But uh, so, I'd, of course, I've heard of Corvassier or Cavassier from the ladies' man. That's really my only experience. But as I started thinking about it, I do remember the Cavassier Stinger being a, a drink that my grandparents and, and some of their friends were drinking back in, the, in like the 50s and 60s. So I started looking it up. And it's actually, it's a, and, I, and I've got one in front of me right now. So that the, to, to the listener, it's to, to my right, to your left. Um, it is two, a stinger. It's just made with cognac. And, and I just remember those guys drank Cavassier stinger. So I have Cavassier. It's two parts Cavassier to one part creme de mint. That's something I didn't know what that was either. Chris, you have any experience with creme de mint? Uh, no, can't say that I have. I mean, I, I think I'd seen it on a shelf some, from time to time and heard of it, but I yeah. never ever bought a bottle of yeah it's a it's a liqueur or a cordial or something it does have a little bit of alcohol in it i think it's clear it also comes in green because i think you bake with it like if you put it in cake icing or something you know it, it, it's green and it, it's mint flavored essentially um sugar water basically kind of like a uh i think it's similar to a uh, what's the kentucky beer um the uh mint julep yeah the creme de mint's sort of like the the mint stuff in a mint julep to me. Um, it's not exact, but I think it's it's in the ballpark. But it's mint, and it does that. But it's got a little bit of alcohol in it, where the the, the mint julep just simple syrup with mint mashed in, basically. So kind of similar. So you're putting but, this over ice? 
Uh, well, I put an ice cube in mine, and it just dissolved, just to kind of chill it. So it's it's how you however you want it. But in this article that you sent me, it says that it's supposed to be served over crushed ice, which is a lot more like the mint julep. The mint, so the mint julep, yeah. yeah. Say the it's got a little bit of history in that article about kind of where it came from, and which the picture of a glass of the singer is filled with crushed ice. That may change my opinion of it a little bit because I had it with. You said it pretty much straight, chilled. Yeah. It says the singer is a pre-prohibition drink because simply of cognac and white and dement. The odd couple is quite a pair producing a cocktail that's sweet, strong, minty, and refreshing. The ideal interplay for an after-dinner nightcap. The exact origins of the singer are murky, but it appeared in print at least as far back as 1914. And it was kind of made famous by one of the Vanderbilt right uh which i think was kind yes. of in the tennessee or kentucky area does it have a geography there um let's see okay it says it appeared in print at least as far back as 1914 when jock straub included it in his book called drinks and drinks historian and author david wondrick reports that the stinger is most famously associated with reginald vanderbilt a 1923 Ohio newspaper article even credited him with the invention, noting that he was fond of serving them to guests at his own beginning two decades prior. I don't know. So I don't know if it's a regional thing, but my, you know, we're from Ohio. So if it was in the Ohio newspaper, um, this would have been in the 50s and 60s when, my, when, these, when these guys were doing that. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's a... It doesn't have to be Cavassier. It could be any kind of cognac in this creme de menthe and um, chilled or on ice or, or crushed or whatever. I think it's pretty good. And hey, it's, it's good enough for Reggie V. You know, I, I, exactly. Reginald Vanderbilt. Reggie liked it. So, you know, I, I think it also says that people kind of thought it was more high society kind of a drink, which I can totally see, like my grandparents thinking, you know, being high society kind of. Kind of, kind of Anyway, I check out the stinger. Just any kind of cognac, two parts cognac, one part creme de menthe, which is available at most. Um, I think at least where, the place I went to get the the cognac, it was right there. So it's very. Now I don't know if it's available in Germany as, as well or internationally as well as it is here in the states. But yeah, I, I looked at several places here and I did did not find creme de menthe here. Well, there's probably a way to make it at home. It's and I don't. It's probably not too difficult but anyway i would suggest checking out a stinger the next time you uh, are looking for something to have what it say a nightcap or it's a refreshing yeah, minty a refreshing nightcap minty nightcap yeah who doesn't want to have a refreshing minty nightcap from time to time <laughs> definitely is minty and strong yeah we'll have the we'll have the recipe posted for that too but it's again quite simple so they do have they do here in germany though have an analog to the you know the eggnog and Actually, this is the perfect season for this because we're just went to three Christmas German Christmas markets today, and they have Glühwein, which you know it's kind of a mold spicy spiced heated wine um, in these glue Christmas markets. Glühwein, but they also have something called Eierpunch uh, or Eierpunch, which is a, an egg punch. And I, I looked up a recipe today about what or what was in this thing, and it's actually quite similar to eggnog. It's just has um looks like cinnamon and instead of uh, all the booze it's got some it's got some rum but uh mostly it's white wine hmm that's that's a german thing 
And that's a very common German thing. Yeah. Yep. You can find it at every market. What's it called? Eierpunch. Eierpunch. So egg punch is the translation. I'll have to ask Nina about that. <laughs> I think you should ask her right now since we're getting real time updates from people. You want to hear what my dad had to say? I do. Let's get an update from. I said, Dad, do you drink eggnog with alcohol? I said, yes, it's the only way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Christmas time might be fun around here. A little more fun than usual. <laughs> Ask him if he drinks homemade eggnog as a follow-up to that. Because we may need to make another batch. Dad says he can't wait to try it. Okay. Excellent. Well, let's wait on Nina. Okay, well, while we're waiting on a resident German to weigh in on the whatever that, well, I can't pronounce that again, but those. Eierpunch. Yes, the Eierpunch. I wanted to, our last conversation got weird at the end. We started talking about all kinds of different things related to the holiday season. Um, but while we're kind of on the topic of the stinger, which, again, I think everybody needs to go out and get a stinger. Maybe it's pro probably easier just to go to a, a bar and ask for a stinger if they, uh, maybe they don't know what that is. But uh, you never know. Creme de mint. Anybody have any stories about creme de mint? Anybody have any information or details on creme de mint that I'm missing? Heidi's got a good creme de mint story. Oh, well, I grew up in a dry household, so not a, not a single drop of booze anywhere. But we did have the creme de mint bottle in the house. Okay. And as we mentioned it, before, that does have a little bit of alcohol in it, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was never, ever opened. It was completely sealed my entire childhood. Must have been a gift uh, or something then. Well, it's the bottle. It's got a good neck on it. So my mother would hang her bunt cakes to cool on the neck bottle. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's my experience with cream to mint. <laughs> and as far as you know, is that bottle still unopened at your house? Oh, absolutely. It is it is sealed and aged and dusty. <laughs> well, nice. Well, Chris, there you go. Next time the in-laws come to visit, have them bring it or um <laughs> Next time you're there, you could have a stinger. We'll have to make some stingers while we're out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what, 40 year old stinger? <laughs> could age well. Or not. Or not. Um, speaking of something that doesn't age well, we talked a little bit about music the last time. And it was around holiday type or Christmas style music. There was one song in particular that I think we mostly agreed was a whip of a song. Did everybody agree with this being a whip of a song? Oh! Or was that just me? I love this song. Worst song okay, good. ever. Okay, So like you're this song. You're at the grocery store. Jamming out. They play good music. Or you're at the store. You're at the Gap or some generic retail store and this is here. Well, they play it everywhere. It is on from because it's a Halloween through the first week of January. It's ubiquitous. Everywhere. Right? Great. Well, there's not... They replay the same Christmas songs. You know, all the time. I, and, and most of those I can deal with. You know, I, I try and bottle it into a period after Thanksgiving to before Christmas. Or in during Christmas, but uh, Heidi has different thoughts on that. But this song is like a no-go in the house. Yeah, it's on the thumbs down list. Oh, good. For you too? It's it's just been overplayed. I mean, I can listen to it while it's in a movie, but other than that, it's 
I turn it. I mean, yeah. how can you not stop, start singing and dancing when you hear that song? Very easy. But singing and dancing, for sure not singing, but dancing like get out of the store. Or get me out Darren, of the store. Are, are you singing? Are you, are you up and dancing right now while he's playing this? I'm house dancing. <laughs> she's bobbing her head. She's, <laughs> she's moving and grooving over there. Yeah. It's great. Now, the one song that I cannot stand, but I don't know why the Christmas song we talked about this last year, too. What is it? It's about. Stand by. It's awful. It's so sad. It's awful. What's this one? Dan Fogelberg. Hey now, getting frisky. I get you in trouble today. This is from 1981. Dan Fogelberg. Please critique. My purse spills it. They should have left it in 1981. <laughs> it's awful. It so, but that's not so the bad. end, though. So, here, look, listen to what happens next. Is this supposed to be a Christmas song? Well, yeah, it happened they Christmas. Play they, it they just, at Christmas time. It said Christmas Eve. This is happening Christmas Eve. How romantic. In her car. She got a six pack of beer and drank it in her car. We drank a dust to innocence. We drank a dust to now. Okay, I'm stopping this. I'm stopping this. Please, thank you. <laughs> put, put Wham back on. Okay. <laughs> if you're asking for Wham, then you know things are bad. No, it's great. This, is, uh, this song is terrible. And it mentions Christmas Eve. And so, because the story happens on Christmas Eve. So, it's automatically a Christmas song. Where, where on earth do you hear this? I've I've never heard that before. And, oh, I've heard it. I'm forced to listen to gobs and gobs of Christmas music all day long, every day, in the Christmas season. It's uh, have you heard well, of this? The song? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, on, it's, it's on the thumbs down list, so that's probably why you haven't heard it. Okay. Okay. Well, Chris, <laughs> I um, I'm jealous that you haven't heard it because I wish I hadn't either. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Of the terrible. person who wrote it's not listening. Likely was Dan Fogelberg because I think it's a true story. But um, Dan Fogelberg is not one of my favorite artists. He's got one other song. I don't remember what it is. No. I don't even want to call him a one-hit wonder because that's not a one. That's not that's a hit. Not a hit. No. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions the word Christmas Eve, and all of a sudden he gets you know played at Christmas Eve. So hopefully Dan, I don't I don't know if he's still with us, but hopefully he's doing well, and I hope the best for Dan. But not a fan of the song. But there was one other song. Oh, oh. Nope. It keeps coming. Gosh, it just keeps starting See? again. <laughs> See, it, you can't get rid of it. it it's like a cancer. It just Did keeps you have coming back. that keeps on giving. Like the Jelly of the Month Club. Did you have something to add, Aaron? Nina responded. 
Um, okay, so I asked her, do you like what? Iron punch. No, no, I, w- I want to hear Aaron say it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. No, this is what iron punch and blue vine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Both are not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's born, like, she is German, born in Germany, and she's got the accent. Both not my favorite to drink by itself, but the air, li- air liqueur. Oh, yeah. Iron liquor, yeah. Iron, okay, is really oh. yummy on some cake with whipped cream and bluevine tastes best. Super hot in a Christmas mug at a Christmas market outside. Which yes. is exactly what we yes. did today. Yep. And she said, I bought blue vine here, but when it's 80 degrees in Texas, it doesn't taste right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. There's Nina's. Real time update. Mm-hmm. That helps to be that 34 degrees out and around a fire and the Christmas market with the mug. And every little blue vine hut has their own. Christmas glue vine mug and they're all shaped in differently and look differently. And you can kind of, um, you, we, we collect them actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell how many we got today? <laughs> yeah. We had 10 today. Yeah. Well, we appreciate Nina's contribution. Yes. That's, that's good stuff. Okay. Uh, to continue the downward trend of our discussion here as it pertains to music, there's one song, that we talked about our favorite Christmas songs from last year and our, and our least favorite. And uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But there's one song that didn't make it last year that, as I was remembering, actually should have and makes a lot of sense here. I listen to the song every time. This is I generally listen to Christian-based hymnal-type songs for Christmas. On our playlist, we have a playlist that we listen to around the house. There's about 300 songs on it, probably. And at least half of them are straight up Christian hymnal, you know, type songs, right? But the other half are all the the whams of the world, right? The sec- secular Santa kind of stuff, right? But one of them that I know Chris will enjoy, which mentions eggnog, homemade eggnog. He probably already knows what it is. This is probably one of the greatest Christmas songs ever. There you go. <laughs> so I thought of that. I thought that would be relevant to this uh, discussion. Chris, what do you, this is the great, of course, Robert O'Keefe Jr., which I think we've already mentioned, haven't we, today? Not on the podcast, have we? Not on this one, have we? Who was the junior earlier? I mentioned somebody junior. Yeah. Oh, oh, Clark W. Griswold Jr. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm confusing my juniors. But this is the great uh, Robert O'Keefe. This song is classic white trash Christmas. I mean, this is who hasn't been to a Christmas party like this? Whose family isn't this, right? Just me. Okay. So that's fine. <laughs> I have not. And this, of course, on his live number two dinner album from this is from the 90s but uh, there's a lot of similarities to this and Christmas Vacation which we all agreed last time was the best Christmas movie ever 
I think that was... Heidi doesn't think so. Well, it, it, is, it is fun for costume contests, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And we all won the prize on that one. Yeah, we, we talked about that last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That up, right? That's a fun outfit. Although I don't know if we have a picture. <laughs> we should probably post a picture on social media. Uh, yes. That's a, that's a great... And actually, we need to post a picture of all of us enjoying it. Like, the feathered hair. Gosh, both of them looked great. It, did it was look awesome. Really Definitely worthy. No, that, that, that took, I think, Heidi, like five or six months to put that together. Oh, yeah. I watched that movie a million times and freeze-framed it and actually got... Oh, yeah. I mean, I talked about it last time. The, yeah, the tie, the brooch, all the tiny, tiny details. It was a lot of fun to put together. Okay, I encourage the listeners to go to Instagram, probably. Where that, like, might be some other places. Uh, any other big Christmas songs that we've missed that you want to hear more of? What about Mariah Carey? What about Darlene? Oh, the, did you, you? You've heard the uh, latest headline with Mariah Carey. What about All I Want for Christmas is You? There's something going on, but I don't know what. I don't know. Tell me. What happened? But she, she's trying to copyright the name Queen of Christmas. Okay. Oh, jeez. You mentioned the secular Christmas realm, and uh, this is this is right up that Square alley. Square in the middle of that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, good for her. Right, good she, luck. She is not my fave. She's got, she's got one Christmas song. I'm sure she's recorded many others, but nobody's ever heard of any of them. And you're supposed to be the queen of Christmas because you're one of a thousand Christmas songs that are out there. Well, she was she at the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving parade? Of course. Yeah, and she was right before Santa. So I understand why, where, why she thinks that. But uh, I think Darlene Love's got something to say about that. She's great. And we mentioned the waitresses last year. And of course, there's Michael Bublé. But all they're doing is singing the same song. It's the same song, just different flavors of the same song. What about uh, you're a big fan of Carrie Underwood? I, I think she's a good singer. I think she's really good at what she does. Mm-hmm. So I would support her in any kind of ventures that she's into in the singing realm. But then, of course, you got your Robert O'Keens of the world. Who you, we don't want to forget about them either. Of course not. Okay, what about food? If everybody could name their top seasonal food from this the month of December. Any food? Well, it's something that when when Christmas and or New Year's comes around, category. we're past Thanksgiving, so that's behind us now. So, like, is it eggnog? Is it? I'm adding eggnog to my list. <laughs> homemade eggnog. Yes. Yes. Um, aged homemade eggnog, no less. Definitely aged. Is there a cookie that you can point out? Like, this is the this time of year always reminds me of a particular cookie or cookies. Well, obviously, the sugar cookie. I mean, the cutouts. I mean, that's that's where it's at. I would have to say it's my Anna's recipe. Her cutout cookies are go-to. The best. The best. Sugar, sugar cookies? Mm-hmm. Are yeah. they iced? Yes, and it would take her days to make them because there's, I mean, she was very particular about the dough and letting it set. And, you know, it was a to do. What, what were the cutouts? Uh, were they mostly Christmas stars trees? Or tree? Okay. Mostly Christmas trees. 
Yeah. Maybe some bells, but the Christmas trees were the number one. I can relate. Yeah. Nobody in my family, nobody makes better cookies than uh, my mom and my grandmother. She made, you know, thumbprints. Thumbprints, your mom's thumbprints. Mm-hmm. Ten yeah. wheels. Snickerdoodle, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, gingerbread. Gingerbread. Cookies. Of course, there's the crack candy. <sighs> Uh yeah, mm-hmm. that that is unfortunately somebody brought that to work last year. I remember, and yeah, that that was everybody had that, an afternoon nap. Oh good, yeah. <laughs> Don't you can't just have a bite. That's why it's called crack candy. Oh my gosh! And for those that are not familiar with what we're talking about, it's um, saltine crackers. Yeah, crackers. Mix- Y'all do saltine? I've seen some do um, pretzels. Oyster crackers? No, what are the circular? Ritz? Yes. Ritz, okay. Oh, Ritz. I'm with you, Aaron. I got you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I've seen it with both, but I've only had it with the saltines. I think the saltine is key there because with the salt. Salt. And, and of course, the teen. But (laughs) I don't remember what's in it. There's chocolate. Well, you melt. It's sugar and corn syrup. Butter. And butter. That you and can't burn it. I mean, your mom stands there yep. with the thermometer in it to make sure the candy it, thermometer. it has to get to the right temperature. And fudge, too. What about fudge? My aunt makes great fudge. Fudge is another time of year kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm more of a savory fan than a, than a sweet. So like the cookies, I mean, I, the, the biggest one that I always remember being a kid at my grandmother's house and was... I don't remember what they call them, but they're kind of like the thumbprints. They're chocolate, like a chocolate dough almost, uh, that you put sprinkles on and then you press a uh, a pecan in the middle of it. Um, mm. Very similarly, you could do like a peanut butter cookie one where you press a Hershey kiss in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, were, those. Yep. those were there. Yes. That was Christmas to I me. I always called those Heidi's. But is that what they're called? I don't. Well, they were in my house. Is that what you were named after? Uh, <laughs> child. Yeah. Oh, I think they're actually called like Susie's. Yeah, oh. that right? sounds. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, in my house, they were Heidi's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always thought the thumbprints were toe print because I use my toe to, to indent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tasty. That's classy right there, John. Well, you Ugh. clean your Some mint jelly. <laughs> Creme de mint, maybe. Oh no. <laughs> so are we still are we sticking with the dessert sweets category? Because no, uh, it doesn't we, have to be. Let's say just food in general. Yeah. Well, if your your question was like, okay, what's what's always on the Christmas table at Christmas Day or Christmas time? And yes, we talked about the eggnog. That's always on ours. But uh, I've we've kind of started a tradition of smoking a standing rib roast and uh that that's pretty phenomenal yeah we cook a uh prime rib, prime rib. smoked prime rib yeah which is good and that's one of the things that my mom's dad did was always cooked prime rib but there's also uh pork tenderloin in the family my brother generally does that each year i'm sorry not pork tenderloin beef tenderloin which Ooh, is fantastic that, yeah that's I mean, that's, that's fancy too. That's the best. Yeah. But I think a prime rib is Does he should, smoke that? Uh I, I think so. Now you've done prime rib. You've done it a few times. First time you did it Because we didn't have the smoker. We didn't have the smoker. But then the next and it was good. 
but when we did it the year after that, was that last year? Oh no, it's been we've probably done this for five or six years. And it was year two or three where we got the smoker, yeah. There was no comparison. The smoker is it's pretty good. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. Oh it's it yeah. Hopefully we'll do that again this year. What are you what are you cooking for Christmas this year, guys? Well, you just heard it there. We're gonna do another standing rib roast. Standing rib roast. And that's... what are your sides? What do you typically do? Hmm. Besides eggnog. Yeah. I I'm not sure this year actually. What do we usually do? Like green beans, mashed potatoes, Christmas, Christmas. Mashed Some... potatoes, of course. Yeah. Um mashed potatoes. We may have to do a Thanksgiving repeat of the uh, you know green bean casserole mm-hmm. kind of thing. What do you guys do for sides on Christmas? We usually Christmas Eve we go out like it's Christmas. It's an, a lunch, and we go. Yeah, we go out. The family goes out. The family goes out. Family, we, goes we, out we used to go to the mansion, and the last few years we've gone to Seasons Fifty Two, and then. We've got a lot of people in our extended family, so all of a sudden it's like a pretty, yeah. pretty big ordeal for us to go eat somewhere. So, uh, but then Christmas Eve is that when we do the corn rib? Well, we've done at Christmas Eve. We we've kind of all um, that probably won't happen. We have no the short answer is no because generally we're pretty full, and of course Christmas Eve means a lot to people with kids, right? <laughs> So the last thing I want to do is clean up well, the church, too. Yeah. But the last thing I want to do is clean up the entire kitchen before Santa That's right. comes, right? Yes. So we've usually made ours on Christmas, either Christmas Day nice. dinner yeah. or the day after because there's a little more time to enjoy and prepare for all that. And then but, we always do a brunch Christmas. Like yes, Christmas. I think I know where you're headed here. We, we have crepes. I don't know what you would call them. In, is that crepe? Is that a German word? <laughs> Crepes. 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 We do a brunch at his parents' house, and then there's oh, sticky, all the sticky buns. Cinnamon rolls. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, forgot about the they're sticky so buns. And, and the big deal is fruit the, and stuff, but the, fruit. the sausage crepes. Who needs fruit? <laughs> I don't need any. Oh, the so you go for the savory crepes. crepes. Yes, this crepes. is the savory thing. So and it's sausage and. What's the Jeez. filling in it? It's, it's cream, I think. Sour cream. No, it's sour cream. Or sour cream and butter on top of it. Like a sauce on cheese, top. cheese, maybe, and then another cheese sausage. Oh, my gosh. And then it's homemade crepes. You make, it's everything is homemade, and they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. They are it's the, pretty good. And as, there's as a fan, none left. As, as, a guy that doesn't, as a guy that doesn't like dairy, cream cheese butter topping, which messes with me. Uh, sour cream and butter. Butter. Um, I indulge more than moderately, knowing that this is gonna not be fun later. <laughs> <laughs> they're that good. Like, that good. You, oh my gosh, they're so good. So, our, yeah, we, we actually, our girls just had a crepe today at a Christmas market with uh, Nutella and banana. Mm, yeah. So the the sweet kind, but yeah, that's usually what I see. But the the savory ones are good too. There's a lot of sweets going on at Christmas, so it's yeah, nice so you to have balance this. with some savory. Yeah, savory crepes. It is so good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I need to not eat for the next three weeks so that I can <laughs> tidy. I'm starting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
You started today. <laughs> I'm starting tomorrow. That's tough. All right, guys. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Have to some you guys. Have some eggnog. I encourage people to to use the recipe, make some eggnog, enjoy yourselves, have a good time. It's it's really good. It's super simple. Just have to get all the recipe or all the ingredients and um, enjoy yourselves. It's been a great year. 2022 has been tremendous. Man, 2023, though, that's where it's at. It's going to be exciting next year. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only way I can think to leave is... Ah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> to all, look at that. <laughs> My favorite Christmas song of all time. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.